Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. It is NFL Draft Week. The draft starts Thursday. I could not be more excited. We have an extended week of podcasts for you guys. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the AFC North. You know, we've talked about the Steelers and everything they're looking for. Let's spend some time today and talk about the Steelers' biggest rivals and what they're going to be looking for in this draft. How are they going to try and get better? Uh, as you're listening to this, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert are doing their pre-draft press conference, so we'll talk about everything they had to say. We'll do that on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, and then Thursday when you wake up, you'll have the uh, first round preview ready for you. Friday, we'll have the first round review and second, second and third round preview. And then Saturday, a special sixth episode this week, we'll have a, re- a review of rounds two and three and a preview of rounds four through seven. And then we'll be back on Monday to wrap it all up next week. We'll be doing a all draft review, but could not be more excited. You know, this is such an exciting draft. Not just because, you know, the Steelers are, are in a Super Bowl or bust type situation and, and trying to get better defensively. And it seems like there are some players out there that can certainly help this team defensively. But it's also exciting because if the Steelers don't go in that direction, if the Steelers do go quarterback, then we're going to know who the next Steeler quarterback is going to be beyond Ben Roethlisberger, right? The successor to Ben Roethlisberger could be selected on Thursday night. That's exciting. And beyond that, if they don't go that direction, then we will have we could have finality to the Le'Veon Bell contract situation, to his whole career in Pittsburgh, potentially. If the Steelers take Darius Geis on Thursday night, that certainly spells the end of the Le'Veon Bell era. And, and he will likely play out 2018, but that will be it. There will be no contract negotiation if the Steelers have their successor waiting in the wings. So... This is a very interesting draft. I'm excited to cover it. And tonight, let's talk about the AFC North, starting with the Cleveland Browns. You know, Cleveland's a team that last year had so many picks in the first round. Three first-round picks last year. They have two this year. They have five in the first two rounds. They had four in the first two rounds last year. They figure to be the talk of the draft, right? Just like they were last year. Everyone coming out of the draft, A, A+. So the, the Browns did great. The Browns did great. Um, you know, figures to look exactly the same as last year. Just having that many picks high up in the draft, uh, it's going to be hard for the Browns to screw this one up, right? But look, I, I do want to say this about the Browns. As much as, much as they're going to get credit for, you know, all of the picks that they're going to take in this year's draft, and, and they're likely to take a quarterback in the first pick, whether it's Josh Allen or Sam Darnold, right? They're likely to take either Bradley Chubb or Saquon Barkley in pick number four, Right. This is a team that's coming off of, of two disastrous seasons, right? They're 1-31 in, in the last two seasons combined. Last year, they were talked about as, you know, oh, they had such a great draft, and they're building a foundation, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then they went 0-16, 0-16 behind it. And I'm not saying that they had a bad draft last year, right? I think Miles Garrett can be very good. It's going to be very good. Jabril Peppers is a bit of a hybrid player, so, again, you can't say boom or bust in, in year one of that. Njoku, the tight end they took out of out of Miami, look, he didn't get a lot of you know he didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of help having Deshaun Kaiser as his quarterback. So you know, I think two of those players are, are kind of wait and see, right? In this draft, they're going to take a quarterback, but they're not going to start him early because they have Tyrod Taylor now. They could take Saquon Barkley. They could take Bradley Chubb in, in with pick number four. The thing about the Browns is that they've just got so far to go. You know, 
two seasons of, uh, of, of nearly winningless football. They've got so far to go to rebuild this roster. So when you're looking at what positions could the Browns go, I mean, they could go anywhere, right? They, they got to upgrade quarterback, no doubt about that. They need a running back. And, and, they've, and they've done decently well to get free agents and trade for players who can help them win now, right? They've got... They got Jarvis Landry at wide receiver. They got Carlos Hyde at running back. They got Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. They don't figure to go 0-16 again, right? They're going to win some games. But they've got so far to go, both offensively and defensively. I think they need help on the offensive line, defensive line, secondary. Wide receiver, they're okay, right? Because they have Josh Gordon. They have Jarvis Landry. They have Corey Coleman coming back. But they could, they, you know, they could even use a wide receiver in there too. This is a team that needs a lot of work. And I, ho- I honestly, I hope that the Browns do come back, right? I hope that this is the start of the rebirth of the Cleveland Browns franchise. Not because I want the Browns to be good, but because I want Steelers-Browns to mean something again, you know? Steelers-Browns was a real rivalry. It was back and forth. 80s, the Browns were actually decent in the 90s. You know, the the Steelers certainly had their number a little more, but it was an actual rivalry, right? The Browns were actually competitive, and it was fun. Steelers-Browns is the real rivalry in the AFC North. The Ravens overtook it because the Ravens are like the weird zombie Browns, but man, Steelers-Browns used to mean something, and I want it to mean something again. So we'll see. The Browns, again, likely to take either Sam Darnold or Josh Allen with pick number one. And then they'll probably go Bradley Chubb or, or Saquon Barkley with pick number four. They could even trade out of that spot and, and potentially pick up more picks. Um, we'll see what they do. But again, I, I hope I hope the Browns do turn this thing around. And then let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. This is another team that, you know, they've got some work to do, no doubt about it. You know, they were not a very good team last year. Uh, and they've got a lot of different positions where it's just, it's not that they don't have players who could be good, right? But it's just how many of these positions can you count on? In the secondary, they have, they've drafted William Jackson. They've drafted Darquez Denard. Who knows what they're going to do with Pac-Man, right? But do they trust either of those guys to take over for Pac-Man? At, in, in, uh, at quarterback, right? What are they going to do with Andy Dalton? How much longer are they giving Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton hasn't gotten any better, right? He's kind of plateaued as a quarterback. We kind of know what we have with Andy Dalton. And it ain't... You know, it ain't a playoff winning quarterback. At running back, they have Joe Mixon. He seems good. Wide receiver, they have A.J. Green. But really, they have such, they have struggled so much to put a wide receiver next, next to A.J. Green, right? You know, they have Brandon LaFell. Eh. They drafted John Ross last year, who was a disaster, the wide receiver from Washington. I think he only played like 13 snaps, was inactive for most of the season. A lot of people in Cincinnati are just ready to give up on him altogether. And that's why I think in the first round for this team. I think they could go corner potentially again, depending on how they feel about William Jackson and, and Darquez Denard. I mean, they certainly need a nickel corner, right? I don't know if you're going to take a nickel corner in the first round. But really, I think I think they need to go linebacker because you've got Vontez, but he's going to, you know, they got perfect, but he's going to be serving a suspension. And how much longer are you going to wait? On, or are you going to, you're going to take on this guy who is, you know, he's such a hothead and gets himself suspended so often. This time for uh, for PED use, so, and then you've got you've got to do something about wide receiver still, right? Even though they've taken Tyler Boyd, the wide receiver out of Pittsburgh a couple years ago in the second round, 
And then they took John Ross last year. Neither guy has really stuck. They've got to address those positions. And then you've got, they've, got to, they've got to address the offensive line as well. I mean, offensive line was horrific for them a year ago. Now, they traded for Cordy Glenn from the Buffalo Bills, a tackle. I don't think one player is going to fix that offensive line. It will certainly plug a hole that, that was there when Andrew Whitworth left. But, man, they've got, they've got a lot of different positions they could go. Um, I think wide receiver. You know, they could be the team that takes the first wide receiver, right? DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. I think these are players that you could see taken by Cincinnati. Offensive line, depending on how many offensive linemen are picked early. Remember, Cincinnati traded back in this draft, so they don't pick until 21. We'll see what offensive linemen are still available in that range. Um, And then linebacker, I mean, look, this is a team, we've seen them snake the Steelers before, right? They took William Jackson III when the Steelers were looking corner in that draft. The Steelers would ultimately go with Artie Burns, but the the, the Bengals right before... Uh, the Steelers picked, took William Jackson. So could the Bengals take a Leighton Vander Esch or Rashawn Evans? Again, they picked seven picks before the Steelers, but I think inside linebacker is certainly a need for them or could be a need for them. Um, and then interior defensive lineman as well. Don't, don't forget about interior in, uh, defensive line. Yes, they do have, um, what's his name? The, the good defensive line, Geno Atkins. Uh, and they did draft Andrew Billings a couple years ago, but again, that's it's another position where they could use some upgrades. So, again, this is a team that's that's in a weird transitionary period. They were so good three years ago. They were they were you know perennial division contenders, and they've really fallen off. Kind of as that defense has fallen off a little bit. Secondary hasn't played as well. They had an offense. You know they they've transitioned from Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill to Joe Mixon last year. Andy Dalton really plateaued. They have a lot of different positions that they could go with uh, that they could upgrade. You know, and in a draft where there are so many good quarterbacks, right? In the back of your mind, if you're a Bengals fan, you got to be thinking like, maybe we should take one of these quarterbacks and just, you know, bail on Andy Dalton. I haven't heard a lot of that, so I don't think the Bengals are going to go quarterback, but whew, they have certainly fallen off in the past couple of years. And then that leaves us with the Baltimore Ravens, who, a lot like a lot like the Bengals, right? This was a team that was seemed to be, or again, perennial division contenders, and then last year they were just so decimated by injury. Defensively, you know, they're still good, right? They're still a very good defensive team. You know, they've got a lot of very good defensive players. Brandon Williams, um, Jimmy Smith, of course, Terrell Suggs, but C.J. Mosley is a great inside linebacker for them. You know, they've just, you know, they just continue to acquire talent, right, defensively. Offensively, on the other hand, they just haven't been able to you know, with Steve Smith retiring, with with you know going through kind of a, a who's who of running backs, they will they stick with Alex Collins this year? or Will they take a running back to compete with him? At wide receiver, they've lost pretty much everyone, and Brashad Perryman, their former first round pick, has not worked out at all. So they they they're now going with Crabtree, John Brown from Arizona, and then they got they're going to sign Willie Willie Sneed from uh, New Orleans. It looks like, but again, and then tight end. Right? They're going to go with Max Williams, it looks like. Now, Max Williams is a guy who's been really non-existent on that offense for so many years. And he was drafted, you know, he was drafted back when the Steelers were trying to replace uh, Heath Miller. They felt like, a lot of Steelers fans felt like Max Williams could be that guy. He has not played, he has not worked out for, uh, for Baltimore at all. And tight end is such an important position when you're talking about a Joe Flacco-led offense, right? He has really flourished in, his, in offenses where tight end... Uh, what you know with Todd Heap 
and 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 the the guys that they had after him. You know, Joe Flacco works really well when he has a when he has a nice safety valve at tight end. So maybe tight end is a position where they could go in the first round, right? Tight ends don't figure to go early in this draft. Um, so potentially, you know, Baltimore maybe trades back, or maybe they just take a tight end really early in this draft. You never know. The other position that I think every everyone has to look at when you talk about Baltimore is what are we doing with Joe Flacco, right? What are the Baltimore Ravens doing with Joe Flacco? He's, I believe he's the second highest paid quarterback right now, but he just signed a three-year extension in 2016. And, you know, you got to be kicking yourself if you're the Baltimore Ravens at this point. He was awful a year ago. Uh, now, a lot of that having to do with the fact that, you know, he didn't have a lot of weapons around him. Fine. That's true. Uh, but Joe Flacco has never lived up to the big contract he signed after winning that Super Bowl. And so in a draft where, again, we're talking about all these quarterbacks, I think the Ravens are a prime target to take one of those mid you know, mid-range quarterbacks. We're talking about Mason Rudolph and Lamar Jackson. I think I think Baltimore is a prime, prime suspect to take one of those quarterbacks and, and kind of call it quits here on the Joe Flacco thing. He's got look, he's got four years left on that deal. So it's not as though they're gonna get off easy. Uh, by you know by taking a quarterback in this draft, but I do think Baltimore has to be thinking quarterback. You know Joe Flacco, 33 years old, has not played at the top of his game in many many years. Uh, but if you're talking about Baltimore, I think Baltimore is could go wide receiver, and I think wide receiver is their biggest need. Tight end, another humongous need for them. Running back to compete with Alex Collins potentially. Quarterback. I mean, it's all offensive. Defensively, you know they they could use an edge rusher because. They have to they have to get a replacement, a long term replacement for Terrell Suggs, uh, you know, eventually, right? I mean, Terrell Suggs seems to be a timeless James Harrison type edge rusher. He's just always going to be good at rushing the quarterback, I guess. But uh, I could see the Baltimore going edge rusher, and God forbid someone like a Harold Landry were to fall down to Baltimore, and we have to watch him uh, rushing Steelers quarterback for the next ten years. No, thank you. So I think I, I do think though, wide receiver and quarterback are the two most likely places you're going to see Baltimore go in the first round. Again, you know, all three of these teams, all three of these teams kind of in in similar spots, right? Which is that they are largely in rebuilding mode in a lot of ways, right? These are, you know, what I think Baltimore's more in a retooling because they have, they're defensively, they're still good. Cincinnati, you know, you feel like the talent is, could be there because they had a pretty decent draft last year, right? If you get rid of how bad uh, John Ross was, finding Carl Lawson, who had eight and a half sacks last year and was dominant on the outside. They also got Jordan Willis at defensive end. He could be very good. I mean, they they didn't do bad for themselves last year. So if they can fix an offensive line, if they can be a little more disciplined on defense, and if Andy Dalton, you know, again, if they can get Joe Mixon going and they can find a second wide receiver, well then, you know, they could be back to the Cincinnati Bengals that's a little more feisty than we've seen. But... Again, the Steelers swept this entire division last year, and it doesn't feel like, regardless of what players are taken in this draft, it doesn't feel like any of these teams have really taken a leap to compete with the Steelers. So likely to see the Steelers dominate the division again, and I'm happy to say. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. You can find me on Twitter, at SteelerCountry, and I'll be back tomorrow for more Locked on Steelers.